Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Hello, I'm Kate Wheeler here with Christine Bentley, and this is What She Said, brought to you tonight by Roar Publishing, from concept to content. We are kicking off tonight with winemaker Andrew von Teichmann, and why wouldn't we be, Christine? Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, Andrew, along with his mentor, Alan Jackson of Jackson Triggs, have uh, teamed up to create a local wine called De Aunt or Don't Poke the Bear that not only tastes great but is giving back to the community as well. He's giving $1 from every bottle sold to a foundation that fights against bullying, something he experienced growing up. So we're going to oh, find I out about that. I love that. I'm going to buy some even if it doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to feel right and that starts with eating right. Registered dietitian and personal trainer Angela Wallace is going to tell us about her approach to nutrition which isn't about restricting or starving yourself, but rather eating the right types of foods all in moderation. Yeah, it's that moderation part that gets me pretty much every time. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know, the right types of food, is that haagen I don't think so. Oh, never yeah. mind. We are also going to be joined by author Sharika Powell, whose book A Woman Unchained follows her journey about releasing her past as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, taking back her power. And our financial expert, Renee Rabello is going to share her top five ways that getting expert financial advice can help you if you have a small business. Mm-hmm. Musicologist Eric Alper's list of the happiest songs ever. And Alyssa Baker, who is best known for her role as Maggie on Family Channel's teen drama, Lost and Found Music Studios. Uh, we would also like to remind you to please follow us on social media. We are at What She Said Talk. And a quick reminder, we are giving away an Avino absolutely ageless pack with five great products to help your skin look healthier. You can go to whatshesaidtalk.com, click on the contest page to enter. And uh, you've been, you've been, we've been doing a, a Vichy trial with some oh, products that Vichy fabulous. sent us. Yes. And, and there's specifically- I love a Vino too. Well. But the Vichy ones are specifically designed for women our age, which is refreshing. Really? At 29? Uh, special <laughs> products? I mean, I'm, but I'm celebrating birthdays going backwards, but absolutely, no, it's, it absolutely feels fabulous. I can't, I'm touching my face all the time, I can't. Well, that's anyway, I love Vichy. So stay with us. What she said, we'll be right back after the break with winemaker Andrew von Teichmann. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Welcome back to What She Said. Winemaker Andrew von Teichmann, along with his mentor Alan Jackson of Jackson Triggs, have teamed up to create a local wine called Don't Poke the Bear that not only tastes great but gives back to the community as well. Andrew, welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me. Now, I love the fact that the name, D-apostrophe-O-N-T, Don't Poke the Bear, came from a 
spelling mistake, a fortuitous spelling mistake. As it turns out, yes, this disruptive way to spell don't came about purely by mistake. We had a, a Spanish designer help us with the label, and he sent the file to us with the D apostrophe O-N-T. And then the next day called back as we were looking at the files and reviewing them, embarrassed to say, oh, I can't believe I, I misspelled it. I'll send it back corrected. And we said, actually, no, we really like the way it looks. It's disruptive and it stands out and it calls out the fact that we're Ontario, O-N-T. So we're cool with it. Yeah. Things happen for a reason, right? They yeah. do. We're not <laughs> clever enough to figure it out ourselves. So that mistake was great. Now, you're the owner of Ontario Premium Wine, Beer, and Spirits, and you say that as a young boy, you were bullied for wearing an eye patch. Correct, correct. In grade one, I was struggling in the first month of school, and the teacher couldn't really figure out why. And so my parents took me to the doctor, and the doctor did a regular eye test and saw that I couldn't see very well. So the result was putting a patch on my good eye to make my weak eye do a little extra legwork and get stronger through that year before getting me into glasses. So wearing a patch in grade one in the schoolyard, you're an easy target for name calling, name calling, bullying and things like that. So it was a pretty tough year. Uh, often when I'd come home from school and see my parents, they'd say, how was your day? And sometimes I'd say, oh, it was okay, thanks. And then sometimes a little tear would come out from underneath of my patch and uh, you know, my dad would often take it off and say, yeah, you don't need to wear it now. Just let's keep it off for you at night. So uh, it was a, a tricky year and was the first time I was bullied. But I guess in those days, and Kate and I can relate to this, uh, we were all told to kind of suck it up. I mean, we weren't, we weren't, our parents were afraid of coddling us. They thought that these were the, disip these were the things in life we needed to get through. And of course, we've found out since that some of those experiences never leave you. No, and, and so many of us were bullied, and at a time when I grew up, you, you're right, you didn't say anything. If you did, you might get bullied more, or your parents might tell you to suck it up. And today, fortunately, we live in a society where there's a lot more inclusion, we talk to each other, there's better communication, and we stand up to bullying a little bit more now than we did, and it's just not acceptable. So we've come a long way. But we still, there's still a stigma, because when you were talking with your business partner about mm -hmm doing something like this, you both found out that you were both bullied, but it had never come up in conversation no, before. No, we didn't know that either of us were bullied. We never shared those stories. And uh, if you see our label, it's got a bear with a, an eye patch on it. And even that wasn't sort of directed out of the beginning to, to put a patch in the bear. It's just one of the designs that, that they came up with. And uh, when I told Alan that, yeah, I wore a patch in grade one and I was bullied, he said, well, actually, I was bullied too in high school. And if anyone knows Alan, he's one of the great wine pioneers in our country. So to hear from him that he was bullied and then went on to become one of our great leaders in the business, it's pretty empowering to see, yeah, you can get through this, but it's going to be tricky. Well, probably none of us knows anybody who wasn't bullied at some point or another over something. Correct. We've, we've started a campaign uh, with the hashtag, Why I Am a Bear. And it started with me sharing my story and the next day with Alan sharing his story. And our message to the folks that are helping uh, you know, drink our wine or that are in, interested in the brand is to share their story about when they were bullied. And we have had a flood of stories on social about how someone was bullied and why, uh, where they are now, how they got through it. Some people don't want to share their stories, but have decided, hey, I want to volunteer or I want to uh, donate some money to our charity, Friends First. So we've got a lot of uh, great interest in it so far. 
So tell us about the Friends First mm. Foundation, because you were trying to find somewhere to donate. For the last month, it's been a, a, for Ontario Wine Month, it was a dollar per bottle going to the Friends First Correct. Foundation, and 25 cents going forward per yep. bottle. So how did Friends First Foundation come to be? So Alan and I really wanted to find a charity or not-for-profit that we could support with the proceeds uh, from each bottle sold. But we couldn't find one that really was a bullseye for us in terms of what we wanted to do, which was anti-bully awareness uh, in small towns, communities across not only Ontario, but hopefully across Canada. So the result was that we created Friends First, and we will uh, send proceeds from the sale of each bottle of wine, don't poke the bear hats, don't poke the bear t-shirts, whatever it might be, to Friends First. Friends First will then go out into the community and find examples of bullying that might be in school, in the workplace, uh, at home, and help that person or help that school get through it. It might be through a guest speaker. It might be through a pink shirt campaign. Um, the first step is raising money and awareness from Don't Poke the Bear. And I'm proud to say that this past month, we'll probably raise over $10,000 in our first month of doing business with Don't That's Poke amazing. the Bear. That is amazing. Now, you have children. Was that part of the motivation? Definitely. I have uh, my wife, Natalie, and I have four boys at home, uh, eight five and three and a half year old twins. So it's a very busy house. <laughs> I was going to say, did you come here for a break? This, this is the break I've been looking for. Thank you for having yeah. me for that reason too. Yeah, and you yeah. want to stay? Yeah, that's quite, okay. yes. But, uh, you know, certainly as a parent, you know that your kids will encounter bullying at some point, whether it is in the schoolyard or, or somewhere else. So getting behind anti-bullying awareness, raising money through Friends First is really important to us, not only as parents, but as, as business owners. So, we're really excited about where we're going with this. And we tell our kids, don't bully or stand up for your brother if you see them in trouble in the schoolyard or a friend and, and get in there and help them out. Now, mm. given that your winery is Ontario-based, mm. is there a possibility that Friends First could spread across the country with other people joining you? Absolutely. We've actually launched in Manitoba as well, and we've had really great success out there. And our distribution partner out there, we sort of said to him, please keep an eye and an ear to the ground and let us know where we might be able to help because we want to help where we sell our wines. And uh, Alberta and BC are next on the list. Well, tell us a little bit about the wine because Don't Poke the Bear um, is VQA mm -hmm. and comes in my two favorite colors, white and red. Works out extremely well. <laughs> we do have two beautiful wines. Our red is a blend of Cabernet and Baco Noir and it's fourteen ninety five. And the white is a blend of Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and a little bit of Riesling, and also fourteen ninety five. Okay, but you, you're you're blending um, a Chardonnay with a with a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, we like to be disruptive around here, so we really liked the Chardonnay and the Sauvignon Blanc that we had coming out of twenty sixteen, and we just couldn't separate the two. So we felt like, hey, they have to be together, and and so that we've got a, a lovely blend and. The traditional wine folks might think it's a little crazy to put those two together, but we love where it netted out, and that's certainly where the 2017 vintage will probably land as well. Well, as they sip away at their wine, you're also encouraging them to uh, share their Don't Poke the Bear stories about how they overcame bullying and by using the hashtag YMABear. Yeah, please share your stories as, as comfortable as you might be to do so. Hashtag is YIamABear or at our website, www.don'tpokethebear.com. And, you know, all the stories that come up will help other people get through the bullying that they suffered through. We've had people tell us in one case about a, a mother of two young girls who left her job because she was bullied at work by her boss, and she just felt like she had to leave her job as a statement 
and a role model uh, initiative for her two girls because she just didn't want to stand for that bullying. So it's happening today, not only at the workplace, but in school. And, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we share our stories and, and put it out there, we think that it'll help everyone get through it. Were you surprised when you actually got a story from Spain? Yeah, we, yeah <laughs> you're quite right. We had, a, we had a story from Spain. It was in Spanish, which we don't read, but a friend of ours translated it. And it was one of the most powerful stories we had on our, on our social media platforms. And it's up there. You can go check it out. And, and certainly, you know, you're not alone in sharing your stories. We've also had people say we, we're just not comfortable enough yet to share our stories. But how can we donate or how can we volunteer with you to, to get the word out there? So it's awfully important to talk about. And is that something that when you, when the foundation goes in, into schools that it will help kids learn how to express their feelings and say it is important to talk Absolutely, about it? Absolutely, yeah, to talk about it. You know, there's some really incredible people out there who were bullied and have persevered and got through it. And not only that, they can see the example, the role model, like in someone like Alan, but also to say in the schoolyard when they see a friend going down the bullying path, you know, maybe you should think about doing that or let's not go there or just help out and stand in. So, you know, that's really important is to, is to cut bullying out and, and talk about it as friends, hence friends first. Excellent. So uh, again, it's, it's at don't poke bears. Is that right? It's our hashtags are at, um, why I am a bear. Mm -hmm. And then our website is don't poke the bear .com, and Instagram and Twitter are don't poke bears. Don't poke bears. That's why I have the Twitter is at don't poke bears. You got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> not a good idea, not a good idea. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us my pleasure thank you for having this. me yes this is what she said we'll be right back everyone needs an edge to compete at the chang school of continuing education at ryerson university our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace enroll now at the chang school at ryerson university where ambition meets professionalism Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Centre is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. Saturday night at the movies, don't know what picture to see? And Brody's got you covered. Did you like the film? Uh, no. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, that no. does I love your honesty. <laughs> Films about paranoia, I think they do us a lot of good. Because it's not happening to us. <laughs> I took your mom, Romy, who loves a good film. We laughed our socks off. I was so bored watching it. <laughs> a film critic who shoots straight from the hip. Saturdays on What She Said Talk. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. 
What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. It's only in my dreams that I can change the world. Welcome back to What She Said. Healthy living is all about feeling your best. Joining us tonight is registered dietitian and personal trainer Angela Wallace from Eat Right, Feel Right, who says being happy and living healthy is achieved through having a healthy relationship with food. Isn't that the truth? Welcome, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. So how do we do that? <laughs> uh, definitely easier said than done. It, it takes time to get to that point of having a healthy relationship with food. But that would be my ultimate goal when working with, with clients is helping them build that healthy relationship with food. Okay, so describe a healthy relationship with food. Um yeah, that's good. a good question or uh, hard to describe because it'll be different for each person. But it's being able to kind of have that balanced lifestyle where you can, you know, eat healthy foods, but you can also indulge in cake or, or different things that we think of as junk, but not feel guilty about it, right? So just enjoying that moment, enjoying that food, not feeling guilty afterwards, um, and not needing to overeat it either or or binge eat or anything like that. Well, I think there's a lot of emotional eating. And I, I've always maintained that when I was a child, we had to eat everything regardless. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if you weren't hungry. It didn't matter. You had to eat everything. And so then we became impervious. We, I didn't, we didn't listen to our bodies anymore. Yes. And I think that's when the whole billion-dollar diet industry started. Yeah. Um, whereas my children have no eating issues at all, uh, but they ate, you know, they couldn't have dessert before their protein and veggies, but they could have it later. So I think it's a lot of it's emotional and stress related, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree with you. And kind of like what you were saying that we're not really good at regulating our hunger anymore. I, I talk about that a lot, rediscovering your hunger cues. So infants or young children are amazing at it. We are born to know when we're hungry and when when we're not. So for parents, this is challenging sometimes because, you know, your toddler one day will want to eat a lot of food, the next day barely touches all their meals, um, but they really can tell if they're hungry. Whereas an adult, different things come into play. Uh, you know, your your environment growing up and what your parents reinforced is one of them. Um, just social triggers like children eating at school or being around friends, you know, a lot of us meet over food. Like, mm-hmm. let's go for a coffee. Let's go for a a drink, some mm-hmm. dinner. Um, so that reinforces eating outside of hunger as well. And then the emotional eating comes into play for sure. So just our hectic lifestyle. So but your your basic approach isn't about restricting or starving yourself, but eating the right types of food. So mm-hmm. how do we teach ourselves about that? Yeah. And the right types of foods will be different from person to person. Um, but I always say start without with not restricting yourself. So I tell people, if you're working with me and you feel like you're on a diet, then I'm doing something wrong. So please let me know because I don't ever want people to feel like they're dieting because that might work for a short period of time, but definitely not in the long long run. 
Well, what I'm hearing from you is that people do have different different appetites, different timing. But for example, I've never been a breakfast person. Mm -hmm. So I can go all day and then I want to eat about four o'clock. But I ended up with very high insulin levels as a result. So I can't always rely, you can't always rely on what your body is telling you. Yes, yes, I would agree. Um, I I hear similar things. People who are like, I can go all morning without having breakfast, but there's tons of research to show that breakfast is really important. <laughs> so I always urge people, even if you're not super hungry at that moment, at least have something, whether that be a fruit, a yogurt, a uh, small portion of something that gets your metabolism going and, and helps kickstart your day. So what's a, what's a myth that you run into a lot about dieting and healthy eating? Um, A lot of people have a misconception about eating in the evening. Uh, That would be one of them. So that you shouldn't eat after a certain hour. So uh, I've heard 7 p.m., 8 p.m., you know, late night eating. And I always tell people it's not the hour of day that you're eating. It's the calories in, calories out. And it's the overeating, right? So, um, If you've eaten all three meals and snacks throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then at 10 p.m. you're searching the cupboards for for those extra calories, then that might lead to to gaining weight over time. It's the overeating or why are you eating in the evening? Is it more emotional related? Um, Or boredom. boredom. I've had people say they eat Mm -hmm. out of boredom. Yeah, exactly. Boredom, cravings. There's all sorts of reasons, but people are usually not super hungry in those late hours. It's eating for reasons other than that physical hunger. What about cravings? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was a knowing yes, Kate. (laughs) Yeah. Cravings tend to be the the hot issue with most people. They tell me, I'm just craving sugar. I'm just craving uh, certain types of food. Um, and, And it's challenging, and I have different strategies around that. One of my most common ones I use with people is like a distract and delay strategy. So telling yourself that you can have that item, let's say ice cream is what you're craving. I can have it, but I have to wait 20 minutes. In that 20 minutes, I ask people to distract themselves with something um, that they enjoy doing, whether that be reading, playing with their dog. I don't know. I don't choose it for them. They choose what they're going to do. But the idea is distract and delay so that there's a little bit of a disconnect between that instant gratification of, you know, I crave something and then I get it right away. Now, you also say that uh, many people don't realize that nutrition uh, can make all the difference when trying to prevent or treat uh, Mm. chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give us an example. Yeah, so a healthy diet can really influence how you feel, uh, both on the inside and outside, and it can help prevent and treat these chronic diseases. So there's um, tons of research actually recently... uh, on Medical News Today, they put out an article that was done by a Spain research group that shows that eating breakfast actually um, helps reduce your risk of heart disease. So people who had a high energy breakfast compared to those who skipped breakfast or had barely anything to eat in the morning had, I think, uh, less risk of developing heart disease. And I'm staring at Christine because we're still trying to get her to eat breakfast. (laughs) No, I do, but I'm not hungry. I I, I sort of, I'm trying to eat it and I do eat it, Mm -hmm. but but I'm not hungry. My body doesn't want anything. Yeah. Um, And it hasn't changed, right? (laughs) No, I'm not waking up starving. I'm, I'm... 
You're just not hungry. Yeah. yeah. My, my ideal would be to eat at night and then just keep eating until I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you work with people to help them get better. So what, if I came to you, what would what would we do? Yeah. Um, I always start with an initial assessment. So I ask people about their regular routines, diet, physical activity, kind of the whole picture, mm-hmm. uh, medical history. And then from there, I kind of decide what type of approach I might take with that person. Um, sometimes I offer meal planning. So I actually sit down and make a meal plan for someone based on what I think would work for their body. Um, other times I get them to create you know, small goals that they're going to work on. So for example, someone like yourself, Christine, who might not enjoy breakfast, I might ask you to, you know, try something small in the morning. And usually I let the individual come up uh, with what they're going to try or, or their idea because it tends to work better if it comes from mm-hmm. from the person, yeah. So what what is like an unhealthy habit that we could stop now to help us get on the path to healthier living? Can I give you two? Sure. Yeah, okay. you can give us five. <laughs> <laughs> One is try not to uh, eat while distracted. So I think we all do this now. I do it myself. You know, check emails, eat lunch, mm-hmm. s- you know, search through social media. Um, when we're doing that, we're really not paying attention to how hungry or full we are. It often leads to overeating um, and just takes away the enjoyment of food a little bit because you're not really saying, oh, this is really good. You might be like, oh, this is good, but I'm responding to an email. And right. So it, focus on our food. Yes. Yeah. Mindful uh, eating then. Mindful eating, yes, exactly. And then the second one would be don't drink your calories. Oh, yes. <laughs> that That's just a big one. So anyone who comes to me who's trying to you know lose weight or, or get healthy – Automatically, if they eliminated some pop they're drinking or, you know, the big lattes that are sweetened. Or wine. Wine. Yeah, wine, unfortunately, <laughs> um, would would help with those goals. But chocolate's okay because it's a food group, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about, they say chocolate comes from a plant, so yeah, yeah, I know, I it's know. a vegetable. What about water? Yes, uh, water is extremely important, making sure that you have uh, enough each day to help you, you know, feel full and satisfied all day long. Absolutely. Now, where can people find you online? Uh, my Instagram is eatright underscore RD and my website's eatrightfeelright.ca. Eatrightfeelright.ca. That'll yes. take you everywhere. Well, Angela Wallace, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it, to a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy-to-use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30-day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. 
Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. When Candace Derricks tells people where to go, they listen. Hmm, an all-inclusive is sounding pretty nice right now. Ooh! <laughs> Let me see food and travel and exactly, what else. right? There's nothing else in life. It's food and no. travel as far as I'm concerned. So you want to do all your investigation up front. These are really, really, really good tips. Pleasantville is on our bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> We've got expert travel tips and tricks from Candace at lifeinpleasantville.com. Weekends on What She Said Talk. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Joining us now is musicologist Eric Alper for On the Record, brought to you tonight by Roar Records. And tonight we're asking the question, what makes a happy song happy? Eric? He's smiling. I don't don't care. (laughs) This weekend is World Smile Weekend. It is a unofficial holiday, no surprise there, um, that was created by a guy by the name of Harvey Ball. Now, Harvey Ball was the gentleman who invented the happy face. That happy face? The smiley face? The smiley face. And it was so weird because I saw this and then I watched Forrest Gump because I thought my memory was... the smiley face together. Right. And so that was supposed to, uh, you know... supposed to be him i guess and Mm. um so this weekend is uh world smile day so why not take a look according to science because there was actually a study done based on the world's happiest songs ever and the number five song was survivors eye of the tiger which of course is from rocky three but it wasn't supposed to be eye of the tiger sylvester stallone wanted queens another one bites the dust but he chose this instead he heard the demo that survivor had done not even the finished version of it loved it and stuck it in the song so the 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 song that you hear in the movie was actually just a demo version of it not even finished but still it hit top 10 on the billboard hot 100 chart fourth happiest song of all time according to science is billy joel's uptown girl it was originally called uptown girls because billy joel 
had not written it for Christy Brinkley, which mm. happened later on, but it was supposed to be written for then-girlfriend Elle McPherson, and Christy and Elle would be hanging out together with Billy. Billy then dumped Elle to go out with Christy Brinkley. So Uptown Girls became Uptown Girl. Christy got the video, and quite a long marriage in the process. <laughs> I hear the on the wind that lifts her perfume through the air I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me to be played with good vibrations, which was great all around, except that it didn't bring good vibration to the record label because this was the most expensive song ever recorded at the time. It was around $50,000 to record. It's the equivalent of just under $400,000 in today's terms. This song was kind of recognized from the very beginning as one of the first pop hits to ever have a theremin, which was great until Brian Wilson said, that's actually not a theremin that's in the song, that wee kind of sound that's in the song. It's actually not a theremin, but an electro theremin, which consists of a knob on the side of the instrument. And when I say knob on the side of the instrument, I don't mean the drummer. second happiest highest created song in the world the dancing queen by abba when you talk to some artists sometimes they say that they don't know if it's going to be a hit or not they have no idea if people are going to love the song or not with abba they knew from the first chorus written that it was going to be a smash and it was hitting number one in over 30 different countries the queen always dances to dancing queen because she says I am the queen, and I like to dance. <laughs> That's right. And the number one song, the happiest song ever created, is not Happy Birthday, but it's this one. Not only did British researchers and scientists declare this song, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, to be the happiest song ever recorded, it's also the greatest driving song ever, according to the BBC television program Top Gear. And in 2011, what was going to be Freddie Mercury's 65th birthday, the song was used in Google by with a Google Doodle to honor the late singer. So he found that there was a very clear pattern. Absolutely. He came up with 10 different methodology types to choose what was considered to be a happy song and that the average tempo of the song had to be around 118 beats per minute. It had to have an uplifting chorus and it had to use instrumentation that didn't sound weird to the average listener. So a good beat and no strange instruments. And a little bit faster. And a little, a little bit, bit faster. A little bit faster than you. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you next week.
I'll be happy for that. Eric Alper is brought to you by Roar Records. Download the new single Rise by Elise Saunders based on the heroic story of Olympian and Pan Am medalist Jessica Phoenix. Well, seeking the advice of peers, professional business counselors, and coaches can help you transition from new business owner to experienced entrepreneur. Joining us to discuss the benefits of just asking for a little help is our financial life services coach, Renee Ribello. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. So October is Small Business Month, and you have five ways that getting expert financial advice can help small businesses. Do you find people are generally shy when it comes out, comes to seeking advice? Yes. Actually, most people will um, prefer bamboo, bamboo sticks under their fingernails is, <laughs> is the de- definition I've heard from people who own small businesses then talk about finances. But unfortunately, it's one of those topics that you do need to talk about. Um, and so there is five ways that people can access financial advice to help with their business. And uh, I've got them today. Okay. Good. So Let's number start. one. <laughs> Number one, cash flow. Ooh. It's kind of, I never like to use the word budget because that sounds like it's restrictive and taking things away from you. So instead, it's a cash flow analysis. And what that does is it looks at where you're currently spending your money and where you want to spend your money and then prioritizes it for you based on your cash flow. So things like tax, right? Nobody wants to spend money on tax, but we need to pay money on tax. So, you know, just looking at those areas of where our cash is going in and out and finding those leaks and fixing them. Okay. So how, how do we fix that leak to the CRA? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, you do have to pay it. <laughs> they don't like it when you don't pay them. Yes, no, So, you know, my advice with taxes, you have to pay it. Just pay it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because I, they are non-forgiving. <laughs> I see a lot of people get in trouble with their HST, not paying their... Yes. And sometimes it's just knowledge and being afraid to consult the financial expert on that. So don't be afraid to talk to an accountant. Find someone that you like. I'm a certified financial planner. We also work with your accountant and your team of experts. So typically a small business owner will have a friendly lawyer, a friendly accountant, and a really friendly financial planner. And we all work together on your behalf so you don't have to stress about the taxes and the HST. And and we make it all work for you. So you make one phone call and and it's all been taken care of for you. Okay. Hmm. Number two, types of credit that you can use in your business. Yes. So a lot of people don't understand um, that they can access credit. It is not as easy as small business owner or a sole proprietor Mm -hmm. because you are now, you know, based on your income and your net income. But there is lenders out there that will lend based on your expenses being added back to your income, but you need to ask questions. So speak to your financial planner. You know, there's lines of credits, there's loans, there's credit cards with cashback options. There's um, accessing equity into real estate that you might own. There's tons of ways that if you needed to access credit, that they can come up with ideas for you. Hmm. Saving for retirement. Yes, that is one that everybody thinks about, especially business owners, because sadly what they do is they put a lot of their profits back into their business to grow it, which is a good thing, but then they don't think about retirement. And when they want to transition out or do a succession plan, they're not sure how that's going to look in retirement. So there's lots of things that are out there that, again, talking to a financial planner, they can look at pension plans, they can look at group RSPs, IPPs, which are your individual pension plans for the 
a professional that's making over 100000 a year. These are all options that are out there that don't require a lot of drain on your cash flow, but will be definitely helpful later in life when you do want to think about retirement and, and you know, moving on from your small business. Group benefits to retain employees. That's Mm. a big one. Um, What happens is if you have group benefits, you might attract the better employee than one that didn't because a lot of people don't have benefits nowadays. And if you do go to the dentist, it is expensive. And if you have to go to the chiropractor, which a lot of people do, it does add up very quickly. So it's nice to have that expense. And as a business owner, you can write it off that you can offer to your employees and you will retain them because if they are looking at another job that doesn't have group benefits, that might actually sway them even for less pay because in the long run, it'll cost them more. So this is definitely something that can be offered by financial experts also. And last but not least, protect against unforeseen circumstances. Yes. So this is the things that happen in life that we're, you know, going through and running, 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 and all of a sudden we get stopped by something catastrophic. So whether it be an illness or you're playing baseball and you break your leg and you're a contractor, these are things that would stop your business immediately. So these are the things that also financial experts will look at, which is your investments, sorry, your insurance. So your life insurance, your disability insurance, critical illness insurance. And when I say insurance, people think, oh, it's just a cash grab. But I'll tell you, it is so important that when If anything happens, you're so glad you have it. So it's not anything anyone likes to talk about, but the minute that you need it, you're glad it's there. So these are another area is insurance that another financial expert can give you advice on for small business. So where can people find you online, Renee, and and learn about your service, Life Coach Financial Strategies? They can find me on my website at mylcfs.ca. And I believe it might be on the... um, on your website or on your Facebook page also. And they can contact me directly at my office by phone and um, they can Google me. Now, you also have an event coming up Thursday, November 16th, um, which is uh, everyone is invited for an evening of education, pampering and socializing. It's for women only. It's all new uh, topics and the tickets Um, You get a free gift if you buy your tickets in advance. That's always good. Yes, and they'll get nice gifts. Um, And you can, so you visit for that, you can visit SavvyLivin.ca. That is correct. S-A-V-V-Y-L-I-V-I-N.ca. And this is part of your proceeds go to support Blooming Hopes. This is part of your give back to the community. That's correct. All right, we'll post more of this on our website for you. And we look forward to seeing you in early November. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Knowing that you were 
it mean to really be free from your past? For author Sharika Powell, it meant releasing her past as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse to take back her power and find her voice in the process. Sharika joins us in studio tonight. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You've written a book called A Woman Unchained. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your story and what happened to you. Oh, I could go on and on, but (laughs) I'll keep it short. Um, So essentially, I decided to write this book called A Woman Unchained. And just the title itself is, you know, really near and dear to me about releasing um, past pains and and things that we go through, um, and particularly as women. Um, And what I went through in my childhood was childhood sexual abuse. And uh, there was a lot of people around me who, unfortunately, a lot of women that I know have gone through something similar. And um, we're looking for different healing paths. And I've always been kind of a creative uh, Mm -hmm. writer. I've always been writing here and there since I was a kid. It's very therapeutic for me. And I'm like, you know what? What the hey? Yeah. Let's write my story. So um, as difficult as it was, it wasn't an easy journey to write it. Um, But I decided that it's much bigger than me. And it's for other people to find their uh, sense of of healing in their own journeys. So I decided to give of myself with my story and share. Let me ask you, how old were you at the time? I understand it was your stepfather. Yeah. And, you know, experts have said Mm -hmm. that when it's a young child, sometimes it just never uh, that that then that imprint just never goes away. Yeah, and I don't. You're right. I don't think it ever does. But it's how you decide you're going to show up in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you struggled with self acceptance and self love. Oh, yeah. Your self esteem mm-hmm. was 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 pretty much shot. Yeah. But what? When did you? come to the realization that you could speak out about your past. Did you say anything at the time? At to the time, family? no. Um, it took me a while for me to, to say, okay, you know what? I think it's time for me. The, the burden is too much for me. Like, I need to release this to someone. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, and that was my grandmother, and I talk about that in the book, who I shared it with her. She still is very near and dear to me. We have a great relationship. So I decided to tell someone who I really trusted. And then from there, it was just like a ripple effect on into healing, on into therapy, and really trying to deal with the past so I can have a brighter future. Uh, Now, Mm. this was your stepfather. Mm -hmm. And did he make you feel like, were you afraid to say anything? Well, absolutely. Um, He kept saying, nobody's going to believe me. And that's 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 something that Uh. a lot of... People who are survivors like this, they they tell them no one's going to believe you, so there's no point in saying anything. I mean, you're young, you're 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 a child, so you this is the adult, so you believe it. You're like, yes, yeah. Okay. So so he admitted yeah. that it was wrong. Yeah. You knew that it was wrong. Yeah, but that you couldn't say anything. No, I couldn't say anything. Oh, dear. yeah. So I didn't. I didn't say anything for a long time, years and years and years. What would you What would you like to see? change about that aspect um what age do you think mm-hmm. perhaps parents should begin having conversations with their child um as early as three and four that early yeah about um what's appropriate uh touch what's not appropriate touch mm-hmm. with you know family members friends um people around you and what are things that you know that it's comfortable it's okay to tell mom and dad about any and anything and and about your body and and um things like it's when it's okay for someone not to touch you that way when it is and these conversations 
age appropriate, of course, Mm -hmm. need to happen very young. I have two sons myself, Mm -hmm. and I've started having conversations with them when they were around that age. Until now. Uh, Isn't that happening, though, in the schools a little bit now? I mean, has Mm. have things not changed? Because um, Mm. my understanding from mothers have saying that, you know, literally the the normal childhood things like a boy can't, you know, touch a girl's arm sort of at four or five because it's it's very politically correct because of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. They're doing doing work. But I think there's still a lot more work to be done with this. This is like the big pink elephant in the room. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Do Do you think that maybe children should be told that people will believe them? Absolutely. Um, it's so important for them to know that, that an adult or, or is going to believe you. And, and, and it's important for you to have a voice, even though you're, you're a little child, you still have a voice and your voice does matter. Where does your mother s- fit in all this? Well, at the time when it all came out, my mother was not very supportive. So I had to deal with that. So now I had to deal with... Did she believe you? She believed me at first, and then it went on to not believing. Not, because he told her yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, not believing. And so I had to deal with the neglect of my mom. I had to deal with that. Um, oh, dear. So it was, it was, it was <laughs> quite rough earlier on. You in paid my, a real price for, yeah, for speaking out. Yeah. Um, but I can say now um, my mother and I, our relationship is a thousand times better, and she's in a completely different place. And... Um, We've come to terms with things and we've 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 moved on and we've healed and we've had, you know, lengthy discussions. She's gone to counseling on her own. And yeah, so I can say it's it's better now. Well, it's better for you. And Mm -hmm. and we're we're obviously very glad about that. Mm -hmm. But October is Child Abuse Prevention Month in Ontario. The overall worldwide statistics are alarming. And those are just the ones that are reported. So that's approximately 40 million children below the age of 15 are subjected to child abuse each year. So how can how can we all play a part in the prevention of child well, abuse? Well, I think a big thing is is to be um, just the simplicity of it is to be aware and to be vigilant and not to turn a blind eye because over the years I've heard like you just turned a blind eye to it or oh no that's not it couldn't possibly yeah, be happening. Yeah, couldn't possibly happen in, in that person or that person. And to report it, it's better to err on the side of caution than to not err at all, right? So I'm a huge advocate in definitely reporting it to be on the safe side than not to be. And I guess a lot yeah. of people would be worried about that because mm-hmm. um, because what if they have made a mistake? You yeah. can ruin somebody's yeah. life, somebody's career. We see it yeah. happening in divorce Divorce, yeah. settlements uh, yeah. and cases with yeah. one spouse accusing the other just to get mm. custody with no basis. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I can see that it's it's a worrisome line. For sure. For somebody to Absolutely. have to cross. So, I mean, I, I think you need to be yeah. reasonably sure. Of course. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. believe that. This is a serious thing. So you should be. There's also, no matter how old you are, mm-hmm. and even though you... T- intellectually understand that you were victimized there is a stigma still isn't there Mm -hmm. yeah definitely there is and um there will be trigger points and um and different people who they've gone through different uh survivors Mm -hmm. but um 
I definitely am a firm believer that you can rise above and Mm -hmm. you can become unchained and you can have a good life and you can, you know, have all those things that you desire and that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very, very possible. And I hope through my book and my testimony that others can see that too. I want to ask you, did you ever, I mean, there are stats that show many uh, survivors of sexual abuse, um, end up, you know, with substance abuse problems and all kinds of things. Did you manage to, just by strength of character, skirt all that? I guess so. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I did because I didn't, I didn't go down uh, that path, but definitely dealing with the low self-esteem, dealing with the shame, um, dealing with controlling issues. I had all of that. Probably dealing with wondering if, did I do something yeah, that brought this on? Absolutely, all the time. Because I've heard that from people too, that definitely. they've felt for years that, what did I do that yeah. made this happen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm partially to blame. Yep, I had all of those. And I think for me, counseling helped a lot. So I'm a bit a big advocate for that. So where yeah. can people find A Woman Unchained? Um, they can find it on Amazon. Uh, they can find it amazon.ca, amazon.com. Barnes and Nobles, Indigo, all the online outlets, they can find it. And, and what's your, you use Unchained in the title. Mm-hmm. So what's your message to other people out there who are feeling captive? My message is to keep hope alive. Um, and I hope through my story and sharing just a little bit of my journey that someone can be like, you know what, if she can do this, I can do this too. I can find the strength to do this, and I can become Unchained too. Well, thank you so much for joining You're us this welcome. evening and, and sharing this story. And, and uh, hats off to you for all the courage that that took. Thank you. This is what she said. We'll be right back. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it, to a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy-to-use player, one home for all your audiobooks and eBooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30-day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio.
What you are listening to is Fine, the new single by singer-songwriter and actress Alyssa Baker. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much. Now, you were born in Vancouver and are best known for your role as Maggie on Family Channel's teen drama Lost and Found Music Studios, which is also on Netflix, by Mm -hmm. the way, for people who don't know. What's the show about? It's about a group of students at an after-school music program trying to find their way in the music industry and just maneuver all the dramas that come with being a teen yeah, that's pretty much the story. So ha- ha- it must have been pretty cool doing a show about music while already being an artist. It was perfect. Oh, I loved it. I got to act and sing, which are my two passions. So you released your debut EP in 2014, mm. which led to performances on the historic Broadway strip in Nashville, Tennessee, yes. and a 10-city tour of BC. So tell us what you feel so far is the coolest moment of your career. Oh, my goodness. That is a great question. Um. I have to say one of the coolest things that has happened is one time I was on a bike ride with my roommates and we had to pull over for a second because my roommate was having an issue with his bike wheel. And there were these little girls at a lemonade stand and I went up to buy one and they were like so <laughs> nervous that I was talking to them and just like I could tell they recognized me, which as it hadn't happened to me before at the time. So uh, they were too shy to say anything, but I, I could see that they knew me. So I went over to them and I said, you know, I wanted to get more lemonade because I'm like, I'll give you a little more change and like yeah. see if they say anything. And they, they got so excited and they were like, are you Maggie from Lost and Found? And I was like, yes, I am. And it was so, it was amazing. They were so sweet. I mean, it meant a lot. Yeah. How would you describe your sound? It's alternative pop, but um, I don't know. I like to add a little quirky flavor in there, but I would love for it to have a mass appeal. So I definitely say pop, but but alternative. Now let's uh, let's hear about your music video. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So recently I did a music video. We got a Story Hive grant from BC because that's where I'm still from. I mean, I grew up there, and um, yeah, it was so fun. I'd never had that experience before. We had so many people, amazing people on set, um, a lot of background actors, and we did it all in one take too. So that was really cool. Amazing. Yeah. So we did a lot and of rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to have that sort of whimsical feel where people were popping up out of nowhere. You're, you were like, whoa, how did they do that? So uh, that's why we did it in one take. And um, yeah, it was really fun. A lot of rehearsing, but so worth it. Yeah. Now people can find uh, your you at Al- alyssabakermusic.com. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Um, so what's next for you? So right now I'm in the studio recording six new singles. So I'm really so excited about that. It's uh a new, a bit of a new sound for me, a little bit more pop probably than I have been in the past. And uh, those will be coming out hopefully in the next few months. So that's what I'm working on right now. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. This is uh, what she said for this weekend. We will be back next Saturday and Sunday at 10. But right now we're going to leave you with Fine by Alyssa Baker. You showed up outside till dawn's no headlights Dark blues every night Don't think you'll come inside I'm fine with that, I'm fine with that I'm fine with that, I'm fine I'm fine with that, I'm fine with that I'm fine with that, it's fine
Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.